Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject corruption. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the show. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. By the way, we receive all of our funding pretty much by donations, ladies and gentlemen. Please support us today, lovingliberty.net. I was not live yesterday, traveling day. I'm in South Carolina. All kinds of good things are happening for that. Uh, But you know what? The day before we were live on Wednesday, and I talked about my time with Glenn Beck this last week. Very interesting indeed. I talked about his blueprints of liberty. Joined Glenn Beck this summer for a -a one-of-a-kind museum experience, glennbeck.com, where you can learn about that. And we talked about the story of Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner was also known as the Flying Dutchman, well-known baseball player. And he was the man who hated cigarettes, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, he's got the most valuable baseball card in the world because he rejected creating baseball cards uh, because he had a tobacco advertisement on the back. And he said, I want to be a role model for kids, and I'm not going to allow that to be on my sports card, whatever you want to call it, right? How can it be the most valuable baseball card in the world? Because of his stance. They only made a couple of those cards. Glenn Beck had that card and tells of the story that it's not about the card or the sense of the card. It's all about the stand that Honus Wagner made. What an incredible stand. We also talked about Ennis Cantor, why I became an American. When the government of Turkey came after Ennis and his family, his family was forced to disown Ennis. Well, Ennis now believes the United States is his family, and he became an American citizen. That was hour one of the broadcast. Hour two, Tom DeWeese was with me. Tom DeWeese is with AmericanPolicy.org. And we talked about, are you proud to be an American? Yes, I am. Same question we asked Scott Bradley before. Uh, We talked about a new poll. Only 16% of Gen Z adults are proud to live in the United States of America. And that's the lowest of all generations in America. Next was the, uh, what do they call this group? Millennials, they were second lowest with only 30%. Generation Xers and baby boomers were next. 54% and 73% respectively. Every generation is less and less proud to be an American. Sadly true. And I highlighted the reasons I believe that is the case. Number one, I think it's the propaganda that they've been taught. For example, white supremacy is our biggest threat, says Joe Biden. It's all propaganda, folks. They've taught the children to be communists. The government schools have taken their toll. And you see it. Baby boomers, 73% all the way down 
to the current generation, Gen Z, at 16%? Well, the two reasons I think, one is the propaganda that I mentioned. The other reason I think is there's no accountability in America anymore. Look, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have absolutely been proven criminals. Proven criminals. And the bottom line is there's zero accountability. No wonder people are embarrassed to be Americans. No wonder people don't have any confidence in their government. Right? So you see it literally everywhere. And uh, I think we talked about the Department of Justice to charge Hunter Biden. Not Joe Biden's campaign and Kamala Harris's campaign. Conflict just everywhere. We talked about Biden's war on gas cars and the environment with Tom DeWeese. We talked about the controversial Bill Gates sunblocking plan. Yeah, the sunblocking experiment of Bill Gates has been blocked on ethical grounds. Yeah. So you look at that and you go, what a disgrace. We're being propagandized and lied to. Right. House Republicans say that it's breaking Hunter Biden. Well, and Hunter Biden are in scandal after scandal after scandal. But here's the latest now. Joe Biden literally going into court to sue. DOJ under Joe Biden files legal action to allow Chinese purchases of U.S. land. See, that's treason. That's criminal, folks. There is a long and shameful history of U.S. politicians and bureaucrats weaponizing government powers against we the citizenry. It is a disgrace. We finished up on a good news piece talking about Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom is taking on Hollywood like never before. Number one movie in America. They already raised over $10 million in pre-sales as well. With that introduction, Dr. Scott Bradley, welcome back. Any comments on the above, sir? Huh. You going to limit me to one or all of them? <laughs> No, I. You know what? There's there's so much to talk about. I I just uh, you know, probably ought to let most of those sleeping dogs lie. But I just. I mean, I don't know if you touched on this. You were digitizing a little bit on your audio, and I. Uh, you might have even brought some of it up. But uh, you heard about the cocaine bag found in the White House, and uh, and they're stonewalling any questions about it, based on the Hatch Act. Now the Hatch Act was passed to prevent those holding office from being able to campaign. Uh, so so the people couldn't use their office as a platform for campaigning. And so, you know, they, um, you know, the White House press secretary talks about, you know, MAGA politics all the time, which in a way could easily be twisted into a campaign um, where they kind of are attempting to, use some kind of scurrilous statement against the the Trump people but they they won't mention or discuss or in any way give information on right in regards to the cocaine bag because they say oh no the uh, Hatch Act doesn't allow us to and the idea is oh this is going to be a campaign issue someday everything that happens in the White House is going to be a campaign issue they could use this thing as an excuse for stonewalling everything, and they probably will, by the way. But I find it absolutely astounding how they twist and turn, I mean, you know, the Espionage Acts and things like this. 
you know, confiscating gold for whatever. It's the, the people that are in power. It's like they don't need an excuse, but because people are ignorant of the different um, manipulations that they do, they say, oh, well, that must be, oh, that must be the way it is. It's like saying something's in the penumbra of the Constitution. Oh, that's a legal term. I guess I don't understand. No, it's not. It's an astronomical term about a uh, perceived shady portion during an eclipse. That's that doesn't have anything to do with legal term, but but they use terms, they throw things out there as though they were settled law in the sense that they have a full right to do it, and so they they turn away every opportunity that they could to straighten things out. It's it's a manipulative, it's they've got the full power, uh, they're basically they've taken over the government. And they don't have to answer to anybody. That's their attitude. So I find it very interesting that somebody doesn't write a big article about this and publish it in the Wall Street Journal or some big newspaper or something. On the radio, we don't talk about I mean, the these people are absolute scoundrels. And we, the people, seem to think this is the kind of Bravo Sierra we have to eat. They are feeding it to us constantly. So it's disheartening to me that uh, that we just kind of roll over and play dead. Yes, it is. But I'm telling you, the two reasons that I think America's, uh, you know, we're proud to be an American is at an all-time low is those two reasons. Number one, the propaganda of government education, the dishonest, uh, you know, teaching of, of socialism and, and all this, you know, along with no accountability in America. You put those two together and it spells disaster. And you see, generationally, it just drops by 20 points every single generation. Uh, the next generation won't care about America at all. In fact, they'll, they'll cross the Rubicon zero and eventually start being hostile towards America, not just say, I'm not proud to be an American, but they'll say, you know what, being American is a liability, a problem. Uh, now, it's all fraudulent, but that's what they've generated and created. That's what we've allowed in America, sir. Well, there's, there's more problems than that. I mean, I agree. You, you've hit on some major issues. But I do believe that that there's been some some things that we shouldn't be proud of. I mean, I agree. It, we I have think we have no really. That, but I think you can trace them back to those two items, right? You, At some point, for, we all go back. To I'm those not going to say that. I'm not going to say it's just those two, Sam. We are involved as the bullies of the world in terms of the being the policing force. We're we're destroying our own people. We send our good people there to you die, to, to be maimed. To education, like I mentioned, the propaganda, and if people knew the truth about our, our humble foreign policy and the proper foreign policy of the Constitution, and, and they stood up and wouldn't stand for it because they were educated, it would stop. Well, that's if they, that's the, If they were educated about money, problem. they wouldn't have money to fund those lies and fund that propaganda, right? They wouldn't, but we have some of the most major... Think about Mike Pence. And his recent statements in favor of the Ukraine war and how it's in, it's in our benefit to continue to fund that debacle. I mean, Mike Pence, yep. a presidential candidate, for crying out loud. Yeah, propaganda on his part. He's part of the problem for sure. All right, Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman in seconds on your radio. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21. Our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3. The many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and Sam Bushman on your radio. Sorry for all the breaking up, folks. I try to do remotes and think I have great internet connections in this just don't seem to be working at all for some strange reason. So that's something I'll have to work on. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we're back. Dr. Bradley's with me. Uh, and Dr. Bradley, you were saying that, hey, there's a lot of issues. You got Mike Pence promoting literally uh, unjust, unconstitutional war. And I agree it's a serious problem. If the people were educated enough, though, they'd reject it. Well, the, you know, again, uh, Jefferson was absolutely um I mean, he was on that path, and he said you didn't need to come to understand these things. These principles are are pretty straightforward, people, and, and the the fact of the matter is that that we have turned our back on these things. Uh, the baseline principles. I would venture to guess that elementary age kids in in the early eighteen hundreds were of a far better understanding than than virtually anybody that is currently sitting in office uh there's there's just uh it, it's here's here's a i, I just uh, a couple of uh statements by jefferson if a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization it expects what never was and never will be you can't be ignorant he said uh, Correct principles ought to be instilled in the minds of our youth on their first opening. The boys of the rising generation are to be the men of the next, and the sole guardians of the principles we deliver over to them. 
Another one, education is the most in okay, education is the most true corrective of abuses of constitutional power. Um, here's another one. It should and then I'll probably have to you know, I you get me off on these tangents and it's hard to stop. It should not be proposed to take the ordinary branches of education out of the hands of private enterprise, which manages so much better all the concerns to which it is equal. Well, now, that's, that's a multifaceted statement right there. The Communist Manifesto, 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, that's why they want it in the hands of government. He's saying leave it in the hands of private. And, and it, it, the, all of these statements are that we can easily educate our children in correct principles, and we'll be a free and happy people. But we've turned it over to socialist welfare state people, the humanist manifesto people that are all in, in completely engaged in trying to subvert the United States into a world government. And we're getting what we paid for, billions upon hundreds of billions of dollars annually going to the education, the indoctrination, I guess I should say, or the propagandization of children. And we start at least by the time they're five, we go 12 years, 13 years of that, and then we send them into the, into the institutions of completely complete immersion in the humanist world. So yeah, we've done. Yeah, we've and done then they lie things. and call that higher learning, right? It's another lie. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's a tragedy. And that's travesty. why I say that I can. I believe it can be traced back to to the propaganda. The, the in other words, the perverted education. You've got governments, communist schools, teaching wrong. Uh, information. You've also got the media that's just peddling lie after lie. I mean, they they you know they coined the term fake news to try to you know make themselves the premier. But the fact is that they're the fake news purveyors big time. The evidence is everywhere. But you put those two together, uh, and then you put uh, you know fake money. You put you know all these things in place, and hey, we're in serious trouble. It won't be long until there'll be hostile generations to America. Children growing up in this country enjoying all the freedoms America has still left, but yet reviling and railing against what they have because they're just they're propagandized. You put that education uh, thing in place and, uh, you know, the two things that I mentioned and, hey, you don't stand a chance, really. Well, from the days of Lincoln, the Republican Party has been the, the war party and the Democrats have largely adopted it now. So we have a couple of war parties that are, are attempting to line the pockets of the military-industrial complex completely, uh, unequivocally, unendingly, and we have these unending wars because I mean we were the guys that started the Ukraine war. Really, if you want to go to the genesis of that, our coup that we helped carry out in 2014, and and the encroachment of of uh, NATO closer and closer to the doorstep of Russia. I mean, and finally Russia pushed back. I mean, it's like, oh no, they're doing something. We've got to, and and we are expending our our military resources. We're it's unbelievable. We will be probably at least eight years, eight years of full production, just to to uh, uh, replace the 155 millimeter artillery uh, that we're sending over there. We can't produce it fast enough. And if you stop and think about how we've degraded our military readiness with using up our people in, in unconstitutional wars, using up our equipment or materiel, uh, bankrupting the nation, and, and we turn it over and, and billions of it in Afghanistan, for example, as we walked away from there, 
it is absolutely astounding to me that the only people that really profit is the war machine. And, of course, we, we have people that run for office. So I'm saying the party systems, another part of that. I, I really, truly believe that the parties we have in office right now have abandoned the principles. I mean, for crying out loud, Trump can't stop talking about himself. And Pence is out there telling everybody that, that we gotta go, we got to be in the Ukraine, Ukraine war. I mean, all we get is complete indoctrination at every turn. And the big newspapers are slightly nuanced one way or the other. The big media people, the the radio, TV people, it's all it's it's not a storyline. It's not a narrative. Yes, it's it is, script. and it's happening worldwide too. Well, it is. It's indeed, a worldwide but... script. Here's here's the latest to consider. UK is now on track to become a fully cashless nation by 2035 as use of cash dwindles, declines rapidly, naturalnews.com. So you've literally got the UK now going to be a cashless society by 2020 or 2035. How long will it take the U.S. to follow, doctor? I think we're leading that probably, but here's the deal. I mean, you look at the, the globalist organizations that are out there, whether it's the Council on Foreign Relations headquartered in the United States or some of these other international ones, but, but Klaus Schwab, with his World Economic Forum and uh, these, uh, what do they call them, young world leaders. I mean, uh, uh, Gabby Tulsa is, uh, Tol- what's her name, Gabbard, is uh, is one of them. I mean, uh, so's Nikki Haley, so's Macron, so's Trudeau, so's, I mean, these people are being immersed in these globalist organizations and then they show up, I mean, uh, Nikki Haley was appointed by Trump to be the United Nations person after she had served as a, uh, what, the governor of South Carolina? I mean, but but these are all being trained into the globalist mentality, and then they run for president or some other high office. Um, uh, who is her? What's her name? Uh, Elise Stefanik, I think, the congresswoman from uh, northern New York that's being bantered about as a potential running mate for uh Trump, and and she's on the rolls of the World Economic Forum. I mean, people are, we've got to look at the relationships these people are, are pulling together and say, do we really want to subvert everything Americanist to these global organizations? I mean, when you got, you know, Putin's one of the World Economic Forum young world leaders or whatever they're calling them. I think it's a global world leaders. Anyway, uh, I'm just astonished about how interwoven all of these, uh, they're, they're complete secret combinations that are seeking the overthrow of the freedom of our land, and, and we kind of hold them up as our icons of, of people to be supported. I, it's so discouraging to think that we are not willing to do our research. I mean, I, so many times people tell me, oh, Mitt Romney, he deceived me when he ran for Senate in Utah. Are you kidding me? You couldn't look back and say, oh, yeah, governor of, of uh, Massachusetts. Hmm. That, they, always, they always elect people that are principled and constitutionally sound and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess we give them a pass on that. People just close their eyes, close their ears. 
and and they go blindly into a uh, into tyranny. We've got to start waking up and recognizing uh, the people that are doing these things to it are doing it by it's a plan, and and we're just kind of giving them uh, complete passage on it. Uh, I guess it's time to take a break, but it's just discouraging to me that we're so stupid. Well, there's truth to that reality check, ladies and gentlemen. Quick balls, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Dozens of people are injured after a bus crash in New York City. It happened yesterday when a double-decker tour bus and an MTA bus collided in Manhattan. First responders are reporting more than 60 people were hurt and over a dozen were hospitalized. None have life-threatening injuries. An investigation is ongoing. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is defending American industry during her trip to China. Yellen spoke in Beijing today at an event held by the American Chamber of Commerce and said she's been particularly troubled by punitive actions that have been taken against U.S. firms in recent months. She said in her meetings with her Chinese counterparts, she's been sharing the concerns of the U.S. business community, like China's use of expanded subsidies for state-owned enterprises and barriers to market access for foreign firms. The aide charged along with presidential candidate Donald Trump in his alleged classified documents case has pleaded not guilty. Walt Nada appeared in a federal courthouse on Thursday morning for his arraignment in Florida. He faces six charges, including making false statements and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Nada is accused of helping the former president hide documents from investigators. Trump pleaded not guilty to 37 counts last month. I'm Ryan Daniels. Teenagers can now have their own Uber accounts. The new feature allows for teens to request their own rides or to order food. The special accounts can be supervised by parents through the family profile in the Uber app. A parent with an active profile can send an invite to their teen to create the account, and the safety features will automatically be enabled. Yesterday marked the first day the feature was active. Well, if you're going to splurge, today is the day as it's World Chocolate Day. This is USA News. Want to get the absolute most out of your workouts? Transparent Labs offer the finest pre-workout formulas to help you bulk or get lean and achieve your goals with stimulus-free supplements developed for peak performance. Transparent Labs is the industry-leading all-natural sports nutrition brand. The 100% grass-fed whey protein isolate is the cleanest protein supplement on the market. It tastes great, mixes well, and it's sourced from grass-fed, hormone-free U.S. cattle. All of Transparent Labs supplements are formulated using the most up-to-date scientific research in clinically effective dosages. Right now, get 20% off your first order at TransparentLabs.com with code RADIO at checkout. Use a clean supplement to help maximize your results with 100% natural ingredients and zero artificial sweeteners, colors, or flavors. Third-party lab tested for purity and potency. Get 20% off your first order today from TransparentLabs.com, code RADIO. Transparent Labs, driven by science. Fueled by nature. Enter code radio at transparentlabs.com. 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the late great America, as some would say. It's tragic what we we're experiencing. You find cocaine in the White House. They're not debating the criminal activity of it, doctor. They're just debating where it was found. It's not just where it was found. I mean, they won't tell us where it was found. They don't tell us who it was. They're, they're stonewalling it based upon a completely perverse interpretation of the Hatch Act. And uh, basically, they're dodging the responsibility for the criminals that are allowed in there. I mean, this hasn't been uh, something that just developed in the last four years. I've got in my hands right now, I picked up during the break, uh, Unlimited Access by FBI, former FBI agent Gary Aldridge. It's a review of the shenanigans of the, of the Clinton uh, White House and about the, uh, the perversions. That, I mean, I'm talking about absolute, complete sexual perversions, complete uh, security violations, uh, how the Clintons, there's no way possible they could have had a security clearance had there not been uh, the requirement to give it to a White House, uh, to the president. The, the absolute divergence from anything that would have protected the Americans. I mean, this is back in the 90s. I mean, so so here we are decades later, and it's just continuing. I uh, I had some interaction uh, back in the uh, the late 90s um, with some of the White House communications personnel because of an assignment I had, and they were buttoned down people. I mean, they were, you know, pretty, you know, straight laced and and wanted to to do it right and everything like that and. They were absolutely, completely, totally baffled and ashamed of what was going on. So, so yeah, we we have we bring you know the frat house hippie, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, I don't know. There's a house of ir- ill repute. I don't know what you call the place. I mean, they've they've had so many perverse things going on there. The Bill Clinton years, uh, and I'm confident that they weren't the first time, but they were certainly. Everything got on steroids at that time, so it's an There's interesting no review. About it. We we've got an article from Ron Paul that relates to this quite well, in my opinion. He just released it a couple of weeks ago. Wow, weaponization of politics, an American tradition. Ron Paul, and he's highlighting that we've allowed our traditions to become the weaponization of politics. He basically says, "Look, presidents of both parties." have used the IRS against their political enemies. Uh, and you look at that and you just go, yep, that's where we are. We're at unconstitutional organizations being used by presidents to weaponize politics against we the people. Whether it's cocaine, whether it's uh, you know, pay-to-play schemes from Joe and Hunter, whether it's attacked Donald Trump wrongfully through Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and crew, uh, the fact is they're just lying at every turn. We bring it up and they call us, you know what, white supremacists or whatever they want to say, to where they control the news. Then we say, hey, they're not allowed to do that. They can't do that. And then we find out, well, they've been using the Justice Department and the FBI to do that very thing, to literally propagandize the news against people like me and Dr. Bradley that are speaking out clearly, uh, but they're literally lying. And then we push back and we try to sue them to stop. And they'll say, you're a celebrity. We can do what we want. And then if you push back too hard, they'll sue you too, and now you'll have to defend yourself against a lawsuit that'll just drain your whole bank account and most likely shut down your whole organization. Peter Brimelow and others are experiencing that kind of stuff. 
Uh, so, Doctor, yeah. we got a. Uh, they're uh, going after us aggressively now. Well, here's you. You bring up the IRS being weaponized, absolutely unequivocally, and they have been for. Uh, what was her name? Lois Lerner. I mean, you're not going to, you know, they're going to make sure that anybody that's quote-unquote conservative, I hate the term because it's been co-opted, but those that want to run a principles-based organization based upon the law, they're they're found, you know, they get slow-rolled at least. But but here very recently, uh, the IRS and the BATF, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, have collaborated, combined forces to go out and raid uh, firearm stores. I mean, a form you fill out when you're when you're buying a firearm through an FFL, a Federal Firearms Licensed Dealer, is a Form 4473. And, uh, and so the IRS went in and confiscated the, the store's forms. And the a- ATF, uh, they say, lent support. So here we have these IRS, ATF, alphabet soup organizations that are that are going out and raiding United States businesses. Again, this whole thing about about having to fill out this form, um, a, a federal agent form, I mean, a 4473, totally unconstitution, they're unconstitutional. There's no justification for it. Yeah, it's been around for a while. You know, the 1934 federal, uh, the Firearms Act, you know, they, they justify a lot of these things. <clears throat> Just because it's been around for quite a number of decades does not mean it's right but they're becoming more blatant on these things right now they're raiding organizations all across the nations uh, the nation and confiscating these forms and so they they're collecting information about people that have purchased firearms at the very least it, it's just it's a violation of everything americanist the dossiers they're building and, and they're expanding it constantly it's it's a uh, we're in trouble people well, and what's interesting to me is I even talk to conservatives and stuff, and they're ready just to dismiss it. Think it's kind of no big deal. I mean, they care, but they don't believe there's anything we can do about it, and they don't want to stand up against it for fear they'll be caught in the crosshairs. Well, uh, but don't worry, ninety-one percent of all adults in America still hear AM/FM radio on a monthly basis, according to Nielsen's latest ratings and report. It's a 2023 report. Believe it or not, that means AMFM radio has more listeners than TV, smartphones, uh, and other audio platforms big time. So, uh, A, AMFM radios, they say that they cast me out. Why listen to AMFM radio? And again, it's as propagandized as the rest of it. That's why we have very few stations. And that's why, uh, you know, you've got these shock jocks and uh, mainstream folks who don't bring solutions to the table on literally just about every radio station. So yes, you can listen to radio and most 91% of Americans do at some point during the month. But the fact is it's as propagandized and as controlled, manipulated and fake news as the rest of it, Dr. Bradley. Well, see, here's, here's the thing, Sam. I mean, yeah. Uh, if, if people are handed a script again, not a narrative, not a storyline, a script like they were through the whole, uh, COVID Bravo Sierra, that there was totally, totally across the board, this was directed from the highest level. But what, how, how can they do that? Oh, well, there's this other alphabet soup organization called the FCC. Here we are preaching against the mothership, if you will, while you're trying to be on a radio station. And, um, and they're the ones 
Uh, it's just part of the Communist Manifesto, too. I mean, if you stop and read the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto, pretty soon you're going to find out, hey, wait a minute, they really are running things. And and so if you step out of line too much, the FCC, they may not come on and say, oh, we're going to censor this or that or the other, although they might, I mean, because of some of the fairness doctrines or something like that. But but they, they ultimately, they say you, a fence blew down. And so your antenna is no longer safe, and so we got to shut you down. I mean, Sam, you've been down this path. You've been down this path. You know yes, I have, how they'll leverage you, and 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 so it's it's just something. And they that, then that, claim that I willfully violated the FCC, that it was intentional. The fact is, either vandals took my fence down, or maybe it was a a windstorm. I don't know because it was the middle of winter or whatever. It was kind of a stormy at the time, and so I don't really know how it got down. But I didn't willfully violate them. But they use that as their excuse to, to make up that lie, that claim. And you really wonder, too, how politically motivated that was back in the day, too. Now we find out that they're, they've got a political agenda and they're hostile against anybody who speaks out against them. Uh, but I look at it and I go, mm, I didn't willfully violate anything. I fixed it as fast as I could. I provided pictures and photos to prove it. They were still coming after me until I got an attorney that beat them for me. And well, so you look sure. at that and you go, wow. See, that that's the problem. He uh... What what is this thing about the declaration of? I mean, today's news today. I guess we could call it that, where where there's swarms of officers that have been sent around to eat out our our substance. I mean, that's that's right there. I mean, we're talking 1776 stuff, and the, it's the tenth offense of the king that's found in the Declaration of Independence. Erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. I mean, that's just the, I, it's a way of the way of life today, people, and and uh, and we just kind of, oh, that's the way it is now. That's the way America is. See, the sixth point of the Communist Manifesto is centralizing the means of communication and transport in the hands of the state. It's here, people. I mean, that's anyway. all part of the Communist Manifesto, ladies and gentlemen. Doctor Scott Bradley with me, FreedomRisingSun.com. Quick pause. We continue on your radio in seconds. Get the jab of the COVID. Are you feeling run down? Suffering from brain fog? Having trouble staying motivated? Or maybe you've packed on a few pounds since getting sick? You're not alone. Millions are suffering from vaccine injury or long-haul COVID issues. But there is great news. My friends over at Global Tech MD have the solutions. Their post-jab supplement package is a doctor-developed protocol to support optimal immune function and to help you start feeling yourself once again. It's time to take back your health. I trust my friends over at Global Tech MD, and you should too. Head on over to COVIDinjured.com and use the promo code THEBIGMIG to get 20% off of your first order of the COVID Health Bundle. Once again, head over to COVIDinjured.com Use the promo code THEBIGMIG to get 20% off your first order. COVIDINJURED.COM Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley, Sam Bushman, breaking it down just for you, this freedom-loving, fantastic, we're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, Friday. Walgreens, they say, is going to have to close 150 stores, ladies and gentlemen, by summer 2024. Why, they say? Well, due to declining demand for COVID-19 products. Now, folks, I'm telling you right now, if I've ever heard a bogus excuse, this is it. We have to close 150 stores because we can't sell COVID-19 products anymore. What about before COVID-19 existed? I mean, this is just the most bogus excuse I've ever heard, but it just proves they're changing the game and running people out of business, doctor, left and right. You know, I've been saying for years that um, the economy is by design – Kind of the plan is to prepare us for a Soviet-style economy, and I I had friends. I mean, they come from behind the Iron Curtain, and when the Iron Curtain came down, the stories that they told about uh, the shortages of everything. Um, I'll just to give you an example, a, a, a good friend of mine uh, had some close uh, associates behind the Iron Curtain in in uh, East Germany. And they'd communicate what little they could, and the the guy here in America is saying to him, "Is there anything we can help you with? Can we, you know, I mean, you know, is there anything you need?" And no, no, we're just fine. Uh, but if you, if you if you got a chance and could send us a little bag of nails, just a little bag of nails would be very helpful. See, the the wheels were falling off their doors, so to speak. You know, they couldn't keep the hinges on. They they were just imploding in terms of of the availability of required just to keep your regular life running and he didn't have enough nails to be able to do it and and we we're getting prepared for that and and this thing with Walgreens is again a bogus kind of thing you you point out what they do th- before 3 years ago hit and gave them this mighty wave to to ride on uh things are are just unraveling and by the way Who's saying they can't do COVID-19 stuff? Who's saying they can't get the... Well, they can't. There's nobody wants to buy it anymore. Nobody wants it. No, 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 no. Nobody wants it. Safe and effective? I mean, yeah, one shot, you're going to be covered. No, two, you're going to get... No, three, now. No, four. None of it works, and people are discovering that. I mean, by dribs and drabs... People that have got any awareness about them at all are discovering that there was a complete charade and that there is no safety, there's no protection by using the formulation that, that they came up with. In fact, they they had to invent the whole thing to begin with to cause this this whole disaster. But, but what everybody, if they're willing to pay any attention at all, I talked to a physician yesterday that... that um, He's still got his head in the sand or somewhere else. 
and uh, and he's just kind of unwilling to admit that there was any kind of uh, uh, challenges with with the narration storyline script that was out oh, there. We the people need to prosecute to the fullest instead of a lot of those criminals that are involved there. But while Walgreens is going to close 150 stores to deal with the problem, Target has a different plan to deal with their woes now that folks are bankrupt, bankrupting the company by boycotting them. Target now to double down and spend $5 billion on its stores to prevent them from shutting down. So same problem, different tactic by Target, sir. Well, go woke, go broke. I mean, what, what the little time that I ever watch any kind of commercial TV, which I got to admit, I'm probably very sheltered from the, again, what they're putting on that way. But, but one thing that's really, really apparent to me is that Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser are really trying to claw back what they lost with their stupidity and their advertising campaign uh, by trying to present a different face about the workers of America and how they're in their camp and all this kind of, it almost seems like Marxist drivel about workers of the world unite to me. But, but the point of the matter is there are companies finding that we the people do have the ability still to make choices. You don't have to buy products from companies that are thumbing their nose at you and your belief system. And uh, every time we get one of those things, I say, well, I cross them off my list, whatever, whoever. Uh, I don't need to do any more shopping there, you know, to, you know, be loyal to their product, whatever it happens to be that fits uh, something that I've in the past uh, been involved with. But uh, I, I think we need to starve them out. And, uh, and maybe uh, Target, I think the money's going to be poorly spent if Target doesn't figure out that it's uh, it's on the wrong wavelength, and and same with Budweiser, and same with these clothing manufacturers, and and these uh, drug stores, whatever. If they're if they're promoting something that that really isn't something that we're engaged with, uh, interested in, and and it actually is offensive to us, we don't have to do business with them at this point. Well, that's all true, and the problem is that, you know, believe, they believe this woke agenda uh, is what people want, but people don't want the woke agenda. People are sick of it. You know, they double down on this stuff, and Americans are just saying, you know what, I don't believe what you're saying to me. I don't want you to use my funding to promote this agenda. I don't want you to force me into this and draft me into this agenda. I don't want to see weird clothes when I go to um, – uh, the store. I don't want to see weird clothes in the section where you've got female swimming suits with a bulge for male genitalia. And, you know, we don't want that. And and so people are starting to push back to the point where it's really giving them a financial problem. And uh, they're going about it different ways. Some are just shutting stores down. Who cares? And they'll go out of business. Others are just doubling down and spending money. The question is, will Target's money uh, prevail or will we the people with our boycotts prevail? Time will tell. Well, I think we need more people in the boycotts. Well, I I agree. We vote with our, our money and our feet. But, but here's the deal. You have big organizations like BlackRock out there that are, that are trying to uh, foster these investment processes that, that really are unsoundly founded. They're trying to, you know, the, the woke agenda and some of these big investment firms, are, and, and really they need to start to recognize 
that by making bad investments, they're going to lose the clientele that would normally invest their money with them. I mean, you have these large, you know, like State Street and BlackRock and all these kind of companies that that are so bent on on the woke agenda that, that they're making bad investment decisions. And uh, the people that, that have some money that want to throw it into the market or, or into their scheme are saying, you know what, I'm going to find somewhere else to put that. You know, it might be gold. So sooner or later, somebody's going to say, wait a minute, this stuff's held on to its value for thousands of years, but but these guys are trying to invest in the woke agenda, and and it's not going to end up a profitable profitable solution. And so people are saying, no, I don't want to put my retirement funds there. I mean, I, I'm going to live for another period of time, and, and I can't have a bad investment destroy my quality of life. I'm going to vote with my dollars. I So it's all across the board, and, and these investment companies that are doing this hopefully sooner than later we'll find there just isn't a market for that the people are going to make the the free market an unfettered free market is a kind of an interesting animal it kind of self-corrects and and uh i think some of these big you know stores and and businesses are going to have to find out the hard way and and they've got some very poorly educated harvard lawyers or or economics people, or marketing people, or whoever, that that really got a pretty poor uh, education, based upon the twisted, perverse, propagandized uh, agenda that was fed to them while they were in school. Well, you know, it's hard for me to kind of know where you go with this stuff a little bit, in the sense that Americans are starting to stand up, and I commend them. It's not enough, not fast enough, but it is an effort. So I've highlighted Target's response. I've highlighted Walgreens' response. Now, Apple has a unique situation. Apple passes huge financial milestone, they claim. The company is worth more than $3 trillion now, and uh, experts are expecting it to stay that way. Dr. Bradley, I have a problem with this because I think this is propaganda. Um, No one even knows what $3 trillion even is. Uh, I don't believe that's a real number. I don't believe that's sustainable. I think you can evaluate it at that, but look, nobody could buy Apple at that kind of a cost. Um, you know, it's something worth, uh, the joke is you don't know till you sell it. Uh, but look, this is just not reality, not sustainable. Yes, maybe you can put together this propaganda that, that points to this agenda. You can lie with statistics any way you want to, but this isn't real. A $3 trillion single company, doctor? Well, here's the deal. They may have said, okay, there's these many shares of stock out there. The stock is currently selling for this amount. You multiply the numbers together, and that's how you came up with the $3 trillion. But the fact of the matter is, the only reason that the stock has been going up, I mean, yeah, they okay, they add value, let's say. Let's let's give them that. Let's, but, but let's take it to the most basic principle. An ounce of gold is an ounce of gold and nothing more. Uh, an acre of land is an acre of land and nothing more. Unless you add some kind of an improvement to the land, it's just what it was 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 500 years ago. Why is it worth more? <clears throat> because there's more dollars that are pursuing it. And so if we continue, and, and this, I think, could be applied to Apple, if we continue to inject trillions of dollars into our economy, funny money created out of thin air on a stroke of a key on the computer, and suddenly there's a bazillions of more dollars, and I'm not making these numbers up because it really is that kind of big stuff. 
and these bazillions of more dollars are pursuing it. A loaf of bread didn't used to cost what it costs. I see bread now, some of these specialty things, 12 bucks a loaf or something like that. That isn't what bread. Look what it was in 1900. A loaf of bread's always been a loaf of bread. And unless someone bakes one, nobody can buy it. And th these kind of interventions in the economy, these manipulations of the economy, are going and you say, oh, wow, look how prosperous a company is because their product now is worth X number of dollars more. Well, it's because X number of dollars more are pursuing that product. And, and as a child, when I was five years old, and I came to understand that if you gave everybody a million dollars, it would just drive the prices of everything up. And that's kind of where we are right now. The insanity that's in the market today is simply driven by some very false principles that are that are people don't understand. I mean, John Maynard Keynes, uh, he, he felt like, you know, you could inflate things and nobody would understand it. And so everybody thought, oh, yeah, everything's getting better. Look, I make more money, whatever. I think back in you know the 60s when my dad made $10,000 a year and he was one of the better off. And and I think, wow, now if you're not making 150000 I'm picking a number because I'm certainly not making that. But if if you're not making 150000 why is it? Is that person worth more? No. It's because there's more dollars out there to pay people with. And that, the basis of falsehood is how we're making decisions now. And it's going to bite us. Sounds like we're out of time. You're right. In fact, your children and grandchildren might make $5 million, but it'll take $7 million to live. Will they be better off? Obviously, the answer is a resounding no, ladies and gentlemen. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use continues. We declare this nation shall endure. Donate liberally today, will you please? The only time we believe in liberalism. Lovingliberty.net to donate, would you please? freedomsrisingsun.com donate would you please and we declare God save the Republic of the United States of America Roads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two at two in the go always. Protect life, liberty, and property to promote God, family, and country. To do so on your radio with the traditions of our founding fathers, using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America, I call it the blueprint for liberty. And ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And as you know, we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. Dr. Scott Bradley, of course, with me both hours. FreedomsRisingSun.com. I got an interesting story. Super PAC raises more than $10 million to support Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Jr. and his presidential campaign. This according to Natural News 
com. Our dear buddy Mike Adams and crew over at Brighty on Radio. God bless them. Thank them for them work. Thank them for all their work bringing us this story. Dr. Scott Bradley, JFK, or Robert F. K. Jr., uh, for his campaign, the mainstream press ignoring him to the best of their ability. But the American people are wanting him to be in the mix. Over $10 million raised in just a few days, sir. Well, this is a replay of the, the Ron Paul thing. You know, we had a few years ago when Ron Paul went out and took his message to the people, and the people responded, a populist kind of movement. Um, the establishment obviously does not want him at all, and, and we could talk at some length. Uh, Bobby Kennedy, to me, is an enigma uh, that uh, I've said before, probably even on your program, Sam, that he's the only Democrat that could beat Trump in a fair head-to-head competition. And I believe he'd beat him so soundly there would be nothing left of Mr. Trump. I believe that it's one of those things where if there were, if the Democrats were to allow uh, debating in the uh, run-up to the primaries, uh, that he would soundly defeat everybody that was running against him, all of the, the flaky uh, snowflakes that were out there, and the, especially Joe Biden with his inability to string his full, full sentence together. Um, and and he, he has given voice to the frustration of America with the uh, COVID Bravo Sierra that's, uh, that's just plagued the country for the last three and a half years, uh, almost. And, and he's, uh, he's very intelligent, articulate. He uh, speaks to the people. He speaks their language. He speaks all across all socioeconomic and, and uh, uh, racial barriers, everything else like that you're trying to put up. But here's where it kind of unravels, and I, I would be doing a disservice to your listeners if they took this as a, as a full-throated endorsement of, of Bobby Kennedy, because he, he really does have some very major uh, presentation skills and, and uh, valid positions. But it kind of, not kind of, it really falls apart in some areas. I mean, he has spent his, his whole professional career trying to save the children, you know, the, this children defense fund that he has against uh, uh, environmental things like, uh, uh, you know, insecticides and herbicides and the idea of, of uh, what vaccines uh, have done to, to children the, and their families and so on and so forth. He has won, I don't know if it's bazillions really, but huge amounts of money against these uh, huge uh, threats to our children's health. And then he says it's okay to kill babies in the first trimester. It's a complete enigma to me. It's, I say, holy cow, why is it so passionate to save, protect, preserve the children and all of their health and everything, but you're okay with killing them in the first trimester? That, that's a, it's a disconnect. And I don't know where he is on Second Amendment. He lost an uncle and a, and a dad to firearms, but I don't know where he is on that. I haven't heard a definitive thing. But then when you listen to him about uh, coal-fired plants and everything, he starts sounding like Al Gore. And, and you go, holy cow. And I really do believe that, that the coal industry has been really sloppy in how they've done things. They've been poor stewards of everything. By the way, government involvement has been heavily involved in that with the way they've, uh, the government has kind of given them 
uh, kind of free reign to do whatever the, they blasted care to do. But but he starts sounding like Al Gore, and it's kind of like, no, no, wait a minute. This this global warming thing is not an issue that is man-caused that's going to cause the demise of the of the planet the way that Al Gore spoken of it. There's improvements we can make, obviously. I think, I think if he tempered, but if you block the sun, things, Dr. Bradley, if you block the sun, uh, like Bill Gates wants to do, and you start burying CO2 in huge vaults, uh, taking CO2 out of the environment, creating oh, big underground on. vaults that could literally blow up and stuff like this, you can create crisis. Well, they have, they are, and and the lies that we've been told. Yes. I mean, you look at you look at the last couple of decades. This idea, there's the polar ice caps are expanding. I mean, it's it's something that, uh, in fact, people could get. I mean, I remember when I was younger, they used to say, "Oh no, we're going into another ice age. We're all going to die." You know, it's it's one of those things. There's cyclical things that happen. But but getting back to the Bobby Kennedy thing, I, I he's a he's a a Ron Paul uh, populist in so many ways, and. And uh, I I don't know. Go back, look on on the internet, find it on uh, well, you're right YouTube about or something. You're right about but, that. And here's the deal: you mentioned that if he could debate, he could easily handle all of them and do very very well. I agree with that. But now they're changing the debate rules, even in the GOP world. Much less the quote, you know, debate for the general presidency. But they're talking about just right now the GOP debates, which I know uh, you know RFK would not be in because he's running on the Democratic ticket. Um, but the question is, who will and who will not sign the, quote, GOP pledge? They call it the DOP loyal, GOP loyalty pledge to debate. And the pledge is that you've got to agree to certain things. You've got to agree to whoever the nominee is, unequivocally back them if you lose. Uh, with election fraud, I don't know why anybody would do that. Right now, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are unwilling to sign that. Nikki Haley and others are willing to sign it, mocking those who won't. But, again, this is where you get this manipulated vote fraud. You know what? Why should we have a debate where you have to commit to things before the debate, commit to things that you may or may not agree with? If they commit vote fraud, I would never commit to support a nominee. Uh, and this it's, is kind of what, what they're doing to try to rope in the candidates and commit more election fraud, doctor. It's party over principle. And anybody that's in your yes, listenership sir. should understand how the founders felt about this egregious violation that parties would lead to, and we are there now, ladies and gentlemen. Twelfth Amendment kind of fostered it. We could talk about that at some length. But the fact of the matter is, Lincoln-Douglas debates or Kennedy-Nixon debates, and that's what we need. We need those kind of exchanges of ideas in a generally available kind of format where it's taken to the people, and the people can say, you know what, this guy's all wet, or I like this guy's ideas, or whatever. Um, uh, th this idea of shoehorning everybody for the party's benefit is just another charade of control. And oh, one other thing I had mentioned about Kennedy, uh, he wants to get rid of our military adventurism overseas. I mean, these things resonate with people. The Ukraine thing, dial it back, be done with it, walk away. But no, no, the war party, the Democrat party now, his party, is the war party. Of course, the Republicans always have been. But the fact of the matter is, he's saying things like that. But here's the problem. Well, when it's time to run for office, they all preach peace. When it's reality and they govern, they're all hawkish as all get out. Is the real, I, I the think, reality. They I all think came to the hawkish war machine. Kennedy, I think, would be different. But here's the deal. 
He thinks it's like a big bank account or a piggy bank. I don't know what you want to call it. But we've got these bazillions of dollars we're sending overseas. And and here's the deal. We're going to pull those back, and we're going to reallocate the money. No, no, no. If there's an unconstitutional thing you're spending money on, you can't take that unconstitutional money and spend it on other unconstitutional things. He's going to bring it home, and he's going to do the uh, infrastructure stuff and and social programs and things like that here in America. Look at the Constitution. Read it carefully. It does not allow that kind of spending either. But so so he he's communicating these ideas, and it's it's kind of like you know I remember back in the LBJ days, the Linda May Johnson days. It was guns and butter. We can afford both. We're a rich country, you know. But but Kennedy's saying no, we can't afford the gun side of it on this these untethered military adventuristic wars that we have no constitutional authority to be in and no justification or anything like that, in spite of what Mike Pence and company are saying and Lindsey Graham and all those guys. We have no justification for these things, but he's going to take the money that is currently being spent on that and he's going to spend it on social programs in America. Again, it's an enigma. If you're good, if you want to follow constitutional government, you can't have it both ways. You've got to say, okay, there are limits and bounds to what the government can do. Now, okay, do we have problems infrastructure-wise, and, and do we have problems with social needs and so on in this country? Absolutely. But to throw general government, federal dollars against it is unconstitutional. Now, here's just a, just a thought, and we could discuss this at length if you wished, but I wish the churches would say, you know what, this is kind of in our bailiwick. This is our cup of tea. We're going to step in and we're going to do blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, no, no. The churches are saying, send them to government agencies to get their needs taken care of. It's upside down. The churches are completely wrong on this. And so are state and local governments the way they're handling it, too. So, anyway, it sounds like we got another little uh, interlude here to pay your bills or something. But... Uh, Time flies when you're having fun, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley, Sam Bushman on your radio. You know, I'll tell you this. Who will and who won't sign the GOP pledge? I would never sign such a cursive document. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com fighting for the soul of liberty and true pursuit of happiness for everyone. Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. It's the ultimate summit for liberty, educating and empowering through art, music, film and comedy while promoting economic freedom and highlighting today's political issues. Use promo code ROUND50 to save 50 bucks off the current rate. Reserve your spot at FreedomFest.com See you in Memphis. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. 
Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley. So I find this headline interesting, speaking of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's speaking out boldly against vaccinations. There's a former researcher from the communist nation of China, but a good researcher, I might add. And I don't know how to say this name. It's C-H-A-O. Is that Chao? Chao is the last name. C-H-A-O. And then C-H or S-H-A-O, so Kao Shao or Kao Shao. Anyway, at the Wuhan lab now reveals that COVID-19 was developed by the Communist Chinese Party as a bioweapon, doctor. Uh, there's a few people reporting this. Natural News, Liberty Roundtable. Uh, Brighty on radio and TV, but most aren't touching this with a 10-foot pole. But now we have researchers that work for the Wuhan lab who literally say it was developed intentionally as a bioweapon, doctor. Well, those guys probably won't be long for the world. They'll be disappeared. But uh, I believe it even goes way before that. I believe that was being developed in North Carolina University. Taxpayer, U.S. taxpayer dollars going against it. Uh, Anthony Fauci. So military in bed with universities in, in Carolina, right? Absolutely, and here's the deal. If you develop some of these things and you work for the government, you get to be on the take if they end up patenting things. So you can make $150,000 a year extra over and above your bloated government salary for what you're getting. And so the, this uh, gain-of-function stuff was going on, I'm absolutely convinced, at the University of North Carolina. It got too hot. It's a hot potato there. There was some uh, whistleblower potential things, and so they shipped it overseas to Wuhan. Wuhan took control of it. I mean, these guys are all the same. I mean, you know, I don't care if they're in Wuhan or, or if they're a government agency doing it here. They're, these guys are doing it for the nefarious purposes. Who? Why do we need gain-of-function stuff that can be used to make it more deadly on human beings, more easily contracted, I mean, this stuff is diabolical. It's against federal law, all that kind of stuff, but they do it anyway. And then Fauci comes out with his, oh, ain't it awful, we're all going to die, so now we got to... And Trump was an idiot for listening to him and for the way they approached it and all those kinds of things. We shut this nation down. We completely debauched everything about this nation. Hey, look, when... When the American founding fathers were on the earth, they had pandemics. They had horrid things, dengue, fever, malaria. They had, they had these uh, yellow fever outbreaks. All these kinds of things happened. There's not a, an escape clause in the Constitution that says, oh, 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 
when we get a virus or a germ or something like that that's threatening the population, we're going to take away all civil liberty. You can't worship the way you want anymore. You can't use freedom of speech. We're going to censor everything. We're going to shut down the economy, interfere with, with uh, all contracts and everything like that. We're going to marshal the military forces against everything. We're going to seize industries. We're going to lock you down in your homes. All of these things, complete perversion of the Americanist way. They existed in 1776, 1780s, 1790s. There was nothing that would have, the founding fathers would have absolutely been appalled to think that what we have done to this nation you know, now there's going to be people that will lay at the feet of Donald Trump, the warp speed thing, and try and make that a big political issue, which it should be, by the way. But the the Joe Biden thing, they're going to get a pass on it because they were just carrying forth the, the Donald Trump stuff. But it's all wrong. It's all wrong. And, and when we fall for it again because of the latest iteration of whatever they're going to do to us, we'll, we'll be fools again. And And the solution they brought did not work. We've talked a little bit. We talked, and sadly, I think we will fall for it again, Doctor. We should learn our lesson. They say, you know, once, once, shame on you; twice, shame on me. I think we will fall for it again, though. I don't. I mean, I think we've learned our lessons in the sense that more and more people are waking up to the awful state in which we find ourselves. I think people are realizing the problems. I think people are concerned. I think people are starting to take notice. I think people are starting to gather and stand up and do things to to make a difference. I think we're a day late and a dollar short, to say the least. But. Uh, even though I do think that people care, I think there's still not enough of us, though. And I still think if, if something were to happen again tomorrow, uh, they would instantly embrace the government-type solution of the government answer, whatever that be. Um, regardless, I'm convinced that's where still most Americans are. Sadly, I believe you're probably right. And uh, that's why we've got to keep the pressure, keep the word. I think there's, by dribs and drabs, there's information coming out about what phony solutions there were. But you have large institutions, churches, for example, were completely complicit in this. In fact, I'm, while I don't have any sound proof of it, I believe in my heart of hearts that many of the large institutional churches were at the planning table when this stuff was being put together. That's a betrayal of Christ. That's a betrayal of his flock. If they play this game, that uh, they they become instruments, pawns, if you will, in the hands of the the government agencies, they're every bit is they're every bit as guilty. If there's blood on anybody's hands in the government, there's blood on churches' hands, or at least the leadership of churches that played in this game. I mean, you think about the the deaths that have occurred. I mean, you look at the VAERS, and it's a it's a faulty measurement system. The, the, really, the best the best evidence indicates that it's only reporting one percent of the adverse outcomes. But the the very very you know, let's give them liberalization. They're they're doing ten percent. If you multiply, let's just take the one percent. You multiply the deaths by a hundred. It exceeds what happened by the deaths of the so-called uh, disease. And you look at the, the uh, we don't know yet the long-term effects, the infertility, the autoimmune things, the, the issues of people, uh, I mean, how it's going to destroy people's ability to even function through the rest of their lives. You know, if, they, if they're going to well, have a Well, how modified DNA and RNA will continue forward from generation to generation, we don't know either. Well, that's the problem. You're you're dinking around with with 
the God gene, if you will. You think about it. I mean, these They're guys playing are thinking. God, doctor. They really are. There's an old adage that, you know, they you say, what's the difference between God and a doctor? That Well, God doesn't think he's a doctor. I mean, he's the perfect physician, but he doesn't, he doesn't wear the title doctor, good doctor, anyway. So here's the deal. We, we really, really have got to awaken and arouse these people to a sense of their awful situation. There are people that are starting to see that. People that have been in my home, they come to me just broken, and they say, what do I do? I took the jab. I followed my church leaders. I followed the government leaders, good and caring government leaders. Come on, people. And it turned out very, very bad. And uh, what do I do? How do I do this now? My health is cratered. And we've got to get smarter than that. We can't destroy this nation over stupid things that were similar to what the Founding Fathers said. No, we don't mess with this stuff. We don't, we don't dink around with it. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And I have this question uh, that Dr. Scott Bradley's brought up, and I've formed it into a question, and then I've got kind of a little teaser. And in the next half hour, I want to break down and go into detail about the churches and about their role and responsibility in early America and the founding of America and the revolutionary period or whatever you want to call it. Why are the churches MIA is my question. Why are the churches literally missing in action? And then my second question is, why are they literally adding insult to injury? Is kind of my next point. And what I think we need to think about is the founder's recipe for success, ladies and gentlemen, in our nation. It started with private virtue and public virtue. And then it was widespread education about what private virtue and public virtue meant. And the churches led this cause. Okay, the black regiment, if you will. Uh, or preachers in the pulpit would literally stand and preach the principles and teach them publicly and privately. And they say that the word of God is more powerful than the sword. And so my question is, why are the churches MIA? And why are the churches adding insult to injury? And when you think about this private and public virtue discussion and this education discussion, and you understand the founding fathers and how they viewed religion and the value of religious liberty and its proper role and proper place in a country that looks to God, not government, in a country that says jettison parties stand for the moral, uh, you know, uh, the morality of a person. Let's hold the moral high ground is the way I like to say it. Then you begin to kind of go on this quest of understanding that I think really hits to the heart of the problem. We don't have churches standing up. They're missing an action. We don't have churches doing their best to teach people. They're literally adding insult to injury. When we get back, we'll let Dr. Scott Bradley fly on that topic. Why are the churches MIA? Why are the churches adding insult to injury? How about the founder's recipe for Seth? Private virtue, public virtue, widespread education. And by the government, but real, true education will do it in seconds. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. 
I'm Corey Myers. The discovery of a cocaine-filled baggie at the White House is bringing up security concerns. The baggie found in a cubby near the executive entrance. That's the same floor as the Situation Room and a dining area. Congressman Henry Kuehler says we're lucky that this time it was only cocaine inside. This was cocaine in a bag. Uh, next time you could have another substance that could cause problems. The latest jobs report shows the economy added 209,000 jobs last month. That's fewer than expected and a big drop from May's 339,000 new jobs. The unemployment rate was 3.6%. A summer vacation at sea is on hold for 3,300 travelers in San Francisco. They're still sitting on the Ruby Princess cruise ship after it hit a pier while docking yesterday morning. Once it sails, passengers will be on a 10-day trip to Alaska. Jack O'Donnell from Philadelphia says his family decided not to get on board the Ruby Princess after looking at the hole in the boat for themselves. We decided to go see for ourselves because you never know. And when we walked by it and my son ultimately started crying as a result of what we were looking at, uh, we made the decision as a family not to go on the boat. The Biden administration rolling out a new initiative to lower health care costs, the first step to restrict short-term insurance plans, which the Department of Health and Human Services argue offer poor quality and coverage. The administration also estimating that Medicare restructuring under the Inflation Reduction Act will reduce out-of-pocket spending by $7.4 billion a year for about 19 million people. This is USA News. This ad furnished by Nesmataju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or were prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to five. $5,000 in minutes, and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 27cash.com, and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. Okay, before the break at the bottom of the hour for news, Sam kind of supposed a, a big Owen awful case, and, and tragically, I am absolutely convinced that that Sam has, if anything, understated the magnitude of the problem. The idea of the churches being missing in action. Uh, we We have diluted the Word of God, it seems to me, in a, you know, it, it would seem to me in an effort to become, oh, a kinder, gentler nation, you know, if you've heard that term. Uh, this idea that we've got to be accepting of everything, you know, first endure pity, then embrace kind of things. Churches have been on that path for such a long time. 
you know, they they would rather say, you know, uh, we're with the Black Lives Matter movement, in spite of all the evidence that it's a Marxist-based organization, because they want to curry favor on a race-based uh, issue. You know, religion shouldn't be a, uh, in any way, shape, or form a um, racist kind of organization, but they can be racist in the opposite direction, you know, the reverse racism, by becoming so uh, politically correct that they turn their back on uh, sound foundational principles. I mean, what happened? What happened to the to the guys like Peter and John, you know, the fifth chapter, fourth and fifth chapters of Acts, where um, the powers that be forbid them to talk about their, their master, their Lord and master, Jesus Christ. They say, hey, is it better for us to listen to you or go listen to our God? I mean, they got beaten. They got, sub they got cast out, all those kinds of things. I mean, it's this, uh, where is the backbone of churches anymore? And I, I fear that they fear. They fear to the point that they would rather be fearful of government and the, I don't know, the public opinion and things like that than stand with principle. And and you know what? If you dilute, if you dilute the message so far that there's no more message, well, you might as well fold it up and call it good. I mean... It's it's like, where were the churches when government agencies said you can no longer practice your religion? Oh, yeah, we could have strip joints open and lap dancing going on, and it's a little more intimate than, than uh, taking the emblems of the sacrament in, in a church setting. Uh, you, could, you could do, I mean, liquor stores stayed open, and I'm not saying they should have been closed. I'm not. I'm saying that religions folded, and... And this idea of religions performing the true purpose of religion, what is that? Well, it's to bring the message of salvation to mankind. I mean, the owing did awfuls that they're willing to convey with the way they respond to government. But here's the deal. They bow and scrape to government out of fear that they're going to lose something that they have intrinsically in this nation Government cannot interfere with religion. I don't care if you're a 501c3 and you're worried about losing that, or if you're a religion that preaches this or that or the other, you cannot be interfered with with government. Of course, there's exceptions, and we could talk about that at some length, about uh, things that are understood by all religions to be uh, wrong, like murder and theft and so on. But, th but the fact of the matter is, it seems to me that religions have become so intently focused on being acceptable to the woke crowd that they've become kind of a detriment to the real message. Okay, so they're supposed to preach the yes, message the of Christians, salvation. The uh, Christians just, should be ashamed while government is whistling, or I'm sorry, while the churches are whistling past the graveyard, doctor. Well, here's the deal. To to visit the poor, the needy, the sick, the afflicted, to make their to, to meet their needs. I mean, there are huge coffers available that that religions have put away for the rainy day fund. I got news for you. If you're invested in pharma companies and in tobacco companies and in alcohol companies and in shopping malls or whatever you want to take as where their investments have been put, I suggest 
that there will come a time, and I don't know how far distant it is, but there will come a time when all of that protection, that safety that they think they've put away will fail. Everything will fail if it's not based upon sound principles. And if they're facilitating the destruction of the nation, I believe that they're accelerating that. And so I believe religions ought to start saying, you know what, our real, our real job is to help bring souls to salvation. And, you know, you could, you could fit that in any religion you're in. But in addition to that, the, the needy, the naked, the sick, the afflicted, the fatherless, the widows, I mean, all of these things are, they're the role of the church. And preserving liberty, the only way we'll have that is if we preserve our right to worship and our right to be able to interact in a, in a free society. I mean, you know, t Sam, before the last break, not the last break, before the top of the hour, I think it was, you talked about give liberally, donate. You said that's the only time we believe in liberalism. I don't believe that's the case. They've screwed up the name of liberalism. You know, liberalism is... Well, you're right. The founding uh, fathers advocates used to be considered liberals, and the conservatives were the ones that to stay with King George back in the day. Exactly. Liberalism, in the classical sense, advocates free markets, laissez-faire economics, civil liberties under the law. All of these kinds of things are, are, are were in place, and they've, they've co-opted the terms liberal and conservative and so on. But in the truest sense, religions have a divinely established responsibility. It's protected under the Constitution. The Constitution is an instrument by which religions can perform their divinely established responsibility. And when they lose track of that, and when they begin to bend the knee to the, to the Leviathan beast that is taking over us, they are betraying not only their God, but also their flock. And there are very few religions that don't do that. I mean, I can th I can think of just a handful, and they're minusculely small in comparison to the millions that are aligned with other religions. And and it's almost to me like religions are trying to they're on a beauty contest to see who's going to be the Church of the New World Order. They're trying to to march to the beat of that drum. You know what? You go into China as a religion. You have to sign documents to say basically we're gonna we're not gonna talk about freedom. We're not gonna talk about you know this thing about God is over everything. No, no, no. Government is more over everything. But we're getting to that point in the well, United and people States. people have this false notion. People have this false notion that Russia has turned into a super Christian nation. And man, uh, Russia is more Christian than America, and this and that. And I'm not saying America is as Christian as it ought to be, but this idea that somehow Russia is our friends or Russia is the example and the the go-to country for Christianity is a false belief as well, Doctor. Well, here's here's the thing: who's who really is in charge, and and it's really truly God, but He's letting us, you know, sit in our stew and pick our path and all that kind of stuff. The real authority is God. We've got to. I've got a chapter in my book called "Of Education and Freedom," where we talk about. I compare and contrast the modern education system with the founders' education. They they weren't afraid to talk about the godly heritage of, of everything that the nation was based upon. I've got a chapter in there called The Moral Imperative, where where we talk about the necessity of morality and virtue. You know, George Washington, in, in his inaugural address, his first inaugural address, talked about the basis 
of his administration was both public and private morality, virtue. That's what the basis of it was. Religion and morality were the pillars, he said in his farewell address, of our liberty. All of these kinds of things are being lost sight of as we kind of, uh, religions fold. And they're folding themselves into a new world order. I'm sorry, it's what? Yeah, it seems like we're careening into a new world order, though. We're not going into it, uh, yeah. What religions are on this beauty contest? Oh, who's going to be the religion of the new world order? I'll tell you what. It's not going to be man-based. I mean, go read, what is it, the 17th chapter of Revelation about the Babylon and the whore of all the earth and all that kind of stuff and the this scarlet it's beast. Based. It's a, And the scarlet beast, I believe, I mean, everything. What color is associated most with, most with communism and socialism? Scarlet, the, the red. And the scarlet beast, they're riding the color into every of the nation on. Yeah, at least the way they've set up the, the red states and the blue states. But but that's that's just the idea. I really believe that the, the, the scarlet beast and the this Babylonian whore are really where we are in the world today. And, and if the churches embrace the accoutrements of that belief system, the churches are going to fail. The, the churches... You cannot turn your back on the true purpose of God and, and end up at having a happy ending. It's just not going to be. You're right about that. We'll come back. We've got one more second to break this down about private and public virtue, about the proper role of churches and more. This half hour is brought to you by Freedom Fest. FreedomFest.com. I'll be live in Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through the 15th, and hope to see you at FreedomFest.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. 
All right, back with you live, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and Sam Bushman on your radio to preserve the nation, our goal in the traditions of our founding fathers. Pure application of true principle is the only way back. God, family, and country are the three quintessential components based on religion and morality. you got to have public and private virtue in the people, in your leaders, uh, to make that happen, ladies and gentlemen. Our society or our government is only uh, adequate for a, a moral and a religious society. It's inadequate for the governing of any other. The founding fathers were very, very uh, particular about that. They highlighted it. They relentlessly taught it and educated it regarding it. Education is key for us to understand and carry forward their legacy. But, Dr. Bradley, they understood that there was a very sacred, very critical leadership role that the church would play. Uh, God was no doubt subservient to religion, uh, to God, and government was, uh, you know what, supposed to be our servant, supposed to be deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. It was God, then we the people, and then government had a contract with us um, to carry out their responsibilities and nothing more, nothing less. It was very clear and simple and divided to chain them down to prevent them from gaining too much power and authority. Uh, now they're turning all that upside down, sir. Well, that's... Yeah, the essence of, of what the problem is, and the religions are not even playing in the game anymore. Religions feel like, oh, yeah, we can we can maybe institute our, our sacraments and our processes in our chapels, our synagogues, our temples, our, our cathedrals, but this, they, they have kind of backed away in fear from this marketplace. They, they feel like they've got a kowtow to the, the latest vogue things that are going on and and religion should be preeminent in people's lives and and government is as you point out is is a pretty small footprint uh it has specific assignments to the fulfillment of those anything beyond that is usurpation anything beyond that is tyranny and uh, and we've got it upside down and backwards we've turned the pyramid upside down we've got the point you know sticking in the the backs of the people of the pyramid and the the government's the weight on the top it's just astounding you know you talk about the public and private virtue uh, this isn't something that just popped into george washington's mind when he got up to give his, his first inaugural address i mean here i'm going to just uh, skip really quickly through one paragraph not i'm not going to read the whole paragraph just three little statements out of one paragraph to show you how central this was in his first inaugural he said the foundation of our national policy will be laid in the pure and immutable principles of private morality. Skipping a couple of lines down. There is no truth more thoroughly established than that the, there exists in the economy and course of nature an indissoluble union between virtue and happiness. Skipping a couple of lines down. We ought to be no less persuaded that the propitious smiles of heaven can never be expected on a nation that disregards the eternal rules of order and right, which heaven itself has ordained. We can go back to Blackstone and read how all of God's rules and laws are absolutely fully applicable among the nation. We could read what Ben Franklin said. And essential. Only virt- essential. There is, you cannot have a free nation. Well, here's what he said. Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom as nations become corrupt and vicious they have more need of masters. We, we look at what was in the Northwest Ordinance of 1787-89. Religion, morality, and knowledge 
be necessary to good government and the happiness of mankind. Schools and the means of education shall forever be encouraged. Here's what the father of the uh, American Revolution said, Sam Adams. The sum of all is, if we would be most truly enjoy the gift of heaven, let us become a virtuous people. Then we shall both deserve and enjoy it. When, on the other hand, if we are universally vicious and debauched in our manners, though the form of our Constitution carries the face of the most exalted freedom, we shall, in reality, be the most abject slaves. We could go on and on and on, Sam. People understood that as this nation was founded. And churches don't seem to understand it today, the way they're interacting with what they consider, it would seem to me, to be their true God. It's a false God. It's government. Either they don't understand it, doctor, or maybe they don't care. Well, you'd have to ask them. I, I can't read behind their, I don't know, their closed-door sessions. Uh, they may fear it. They may think that there's some benefit. Usually people do things because they think there's going to be some benefit to them. You go to work so you can get money. You know, you're nice to your wife, and she feeds you dinner. Whatever. I mean, there better be more depth than that. There's got to be more. There's got to be more to this than meets the eye. But I believe the churches have abrogated their responsibility almost to a almost to a universal level at this point. You know, the, there's there's way too much um, denial of God in their actions every single day. And I wish they'd step it up and take the role so government doesn't usurp everything. They won't do it, Doctor. I'm afraid that well, they won't do it. They've lost their opportunities. Well, so far they haven't, but I believe the time is coming. I don't know how ta soon in the future. I, I pray it's sooner than later. But the time will come when there will be a return of our king, our true king. Yes, you're and right I think about that. Fact. I think the that churches, he'll exact the churches today, the churches today are working with international governments uh, to create a world's cooperative religion, to create a uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a co-op of sorts. Uh, they're literally advocating for and working on that right this very minute. It's going to be about impossible for them to step back and change their mind. Now, there's no doubt the king will return. But, but in the meantime, though, they're, they've already made their choice, and they're embarking down, the, in my mind, the wrong road for this. You heard about the new Ten Command, the environmental Ten Commandment things that was yes, really released. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about in part. Major religions from all around the world played in that game. They denied the very existence of their God, I think, by doing that, by, by participating in a complete dilution and pollution of that Decalogue that came off of Mount Sinai in the hands of Moses. He brought it to the people. And of course, it was the most basic of laws. It wasn't the higher order, if you will. But certainly, these individuals that I, I, when the Savior does return, I, I think that he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. That's, I mean, we can scripturally point that out, you know. That, that he has suggested, not suggested, he's absolutely scripturally incorporated his statement that, that he'll respond to those people, I never knew you, depart from me, you know. And so I, I wouldn't want to be in those shoes. 
but I, I can only, I guess, uh, I can try and make my influence known by the means that is given to me, and but I can try most devotedly to align my life with the principles that, that I can read personally. I mean, it wasn't that many centuries ago that the church kept the people from being able to read the scriptures. You know, no, no, you got to have a gatekeeper. And it, what's what we do with government now? No, you got to have a federal judge tell you what the Constitution says. See, there's always a gatekeeper, and the founders were exactly the opposite. They understood the value of being able to read their own scriptures. They understood the value of setting up a nation that the common man and woman could understand, and they did their best to do that. Nowadays, we've got all these quote-unquote specialists that are going to tell us how to be a parent or maybe to be a better, uh, you know, global citizen or, or whatever, and and uh, honestly, within our heart of hearts, I think we have the means and the necessary intelligence, if we'll exercise it, to be able to pursue it and obtain it. And and I think we're we're, we're giving away our freedom, and, and our ability to make those kind of choices anymore. And the religions are helping that happen. That's what's most frustrating to me. People that we thought we could trust, people we thought would would hear God, and no, no, you've got to hear God yourself. If if you don't hear his spirit in your heart, uh, I think there's a great chance you're going to be misled. I, that's that's you great. You need to develop a direct relationship with Jesus Christ yourself. You need to understand the proper role of personal and public virtue. You need to understand that religion and morality are the key supports for liberty. You need to understand that the principles based on the Ten Commandments based on the Bill of Rights, based on the Declaration of Independence, based on the Constitution, the supreme law of our land, uh, based on the scriptures that we have in front of us. We need to live according to God's law and become self-governed people based on moral principle. And if we do, you know what? there's a bright future for us. If we don't, there's a rough future ahead for us. Look, Christ will return. There's no doubt about that. That is a given. The only question is where we'll stand when he does. Are we going to be part of his church, one of the ten virgins? And then are we going to be one of the five who had oil in their lamps? Are we not going to be? Uh, are we going to be found without oil in our lamps, or are we going to be found not even part of the ten virgins because we're not even part of his his kingdom and his church? You know, where are we going to stand in this uh, liberty movement? Are we going to put our money where our mouth is? Are we going to put our time and our efforts and our talents to the cause of liberty? Are we going to grow the talents God has given us? You know, these are the fundamental, real questions to ask, Doctor. We we do bring forth a lot of ointed offals. There's no question about that, because there are a lot of things that are wrong. But but let me just say this. My personal belief is we live in a most magnificent time for this reason. We need to awaken and say to ourselves, I am the master of my destiny. I can personally come unto Christ. I personally can draw nearer to God, not just with my mouth and my lips, but with my heart. And I personally can get everything aligned properly. Now, everything else, can, you know, the figurative statement can go to hell in a handbasket. But if we personally say, my pastor is not going to bring me there. If my pastor is a gatekeeper to my God, my pastor's wrong. And they're in the wrong place. And they're being an impediment to my progress. Salvation is an individual thing. 
Individually, we come to God in Christ. Individually, we bring our families along. Individually, we hope our congregations come along in our communities and our states and our nation. But the fact of the matter is, we've got to start here in our own hearts. And I believe when people can awaken to that sense of understanding, if they can say, wait a minute, he's right. I can do this personally. I don't need to stand at a gate and holler over the fence at God when my gatekeeper's my pastor. No, I I can approach God and humbly seek. Not only can I, but I will, doctor. We must. Not just will, we must. If we don't, we're toast because we're not going to be on the right side of things when he returns. And, and you know, you're not going to get down on somebody else's coattails. Sam, if you're a great guy and I'm trying to ride your coattails, it ain't going to work. We've got to make this effort. Well, no matter personally. what, riding my coattails isn't going to work because I am a great guy, but I'm not the Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that's the reality yeah. check right there. And ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the reason we point this out is because we want this to be solutions radio. There are a lot of ain't that awfuls. There's no doubt about it. But there's also equally, if not even more so, solutions that we can embrace that can preserve our lives and those with whom we care for and love and have a a God-ordained stewardship to look after. It's our prayer you'll give us heed and pay attention to what we say. Dr. Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. FreedomsRisingSun.com is site. LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally. would surely appreciate it. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mm-hmm.